This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Is Sky Blues Extra. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Welcome along to this week's edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, brought to you in association with the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery. Dean here, alongside Matt and Andy this evening. How are we, chaps? Good, thanks, Dean. Hey, mate, you all right? Good. Very well. I'd be much better if we picked up three points yesterday rather than the one, but we have to take the one, I suppose, don't we? Yeah, we do, mate, yeah. Can't get too greedy, Dean, I mate. You know, let's save it for the end of the season when we get, you know, the full quotes for points to reach the playoffs. But it is seven and beaten now, yeah. which is a nice yeah, record no. to have at this stage of the season, considering most teams are battling for points to yeah. get into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. You know, people, you know, after we drew 1-1, people going on Twitter going, that's just meh of a result. At the end of the day, you can't win every week, can you? Uh, so, no, we take that and we move on, don't we? Yeah, I suppose, uh, Matt, that the consequence of us not getting four points yesterday is that everybody else around us makes sure they got three points and every result's gone gone against us. Lost a little bit of ground. Yeah, we're in that season now, aren't we? You kind of, you are looking out even more closely to, to what's happening with other teams. And it's not just, I guess, what happens with your own team. If you're in that, I guess, fortunate position where you've got something to play for, which we, you know, we, we definitely do. Um, so there were a few results which went against. There's an interesting one earlier today with um, with Sunderland as well, which see on the face of it potentially seems like a good result, but then also does it again another team back into the into the mix as well. So, but a few results, you know, over the weekend, I, I guess ultimately didn't didn't really go our way, unfortunately. I was always under the impression that I'd rather more teams be involved because everyone will start taking points off each other at some point. They all can't win. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, we are also in the season where you start working out how many points you think it might take because we're still in the race and, you know, where wins might come from and and all of that fun stuff you get to at this point, you know, last 10 games to go. Um, and I am doing that, I'll be completely honest. And you think with 10 games to go, because there's so many teams, 
you know, I've looked at how many points it takes to get into the or has taken to get in the playoffs over the last, you know, decade or so. And you think, well, it's been as low as 68 and you start getting a bit excited and you go, well, it's been as high as 18. Yeah, okay, well, that's going to be a struggle. But it generally does average out somewhere around the, the mid-70 mark. And then you say, well, if there were only, you know, if it was us in seventh versus one team in sixth, you kind of start saying, well, as, if one team has a bad run, we just have to do better than them. Where it's difficult is you think we probably do need to get to that mid-70s mark because, you know, if you if you think maybe top three, certainly, possibly top four as well are going to be difficult to catch, then you're playing for two places and then you start saying, well, potentially, you know, there's five or six, maybe even more teams still in there. You need to do better than pretty much all of those teams now. So that's that's where it's potentially a bit a bit tricky, but, you know, definitely, definitely still in the mix. Are we at that stage of the season now where the predictor starts to come out? You start putting everyone's results in and, and trying to work it out. Or have you already started that maybe? Um, I haven't got that far yet, but I try and avoid <laughs> that because I just, I, I'm just one of those people. I always fancy us when it's, you know, I think a lot of club fans are like this. I fancy us when it's a case of going to Burnley away or somewhere where we should lose. I fancy that we can go in and do something, but then you worry about, you know, the games where you expect you are going to win the, the potentially the next two coming up and fall into that bracket. So yeah, you, I don't know. I'm sure people have started already doing it. It's like doing your World Cup chart, isn't it, before before the tournament kicks off? But I I try and avoid it because I just I don't know. You start then building yourself up to thinking, well, I've already put down on paper we've beaten Wigan and Blackpool, and then and then who knows what's going to happen over the next six seven days. Andy strikes me as the man who does a World Cup chart. <laughs> I do a World Cup chart, not a cop chart. Um, How did you get on yeah, with the World Cup chart? Very badly. <laughs> I got England to the finals, so there yeah, we go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you, it's my man says you can't. You got to take one game at a time. I know that's very old cliche kind of manager talk, but you got to. If you can't, you know, championship is so unpredictable, isn't it? So you can't start plotting your way through and who you're going to get points off and who you're not. And being a cold fan, like Matt said, we'll probably go and lose to I don't know. Blackpool next or whatever or Wigan and then probably beat a couple of the harder teams at home where we, when we have them so no not for me I, I think like just take every game at a, at a time and, and Wigan's next and let's go there and get a result now, I was saying to my dad yesterday while we were in the ground like it feels mm. like Cov we never seem to like assert our dominance on a game like we never okay. seem to like when, when we're in control we never take our chances and it's the games where we're not in control of we seem to score goals and, and make chances it's it's really odd. I don't understand how, how that happens. It's like the opposite of what should happen. Yeah, I think generally, we, like Robin said yesterday, we, we haven't scored enough this season, have we? Um, I think the composure in the final third needs to be something that needs to be improved if we want to reach the playoffs. And that needs to really start happening now, to be honest. Because yeah. let's be honest, 25 attempts on goal yesterday, you know, one goal, it's not good enough, is it? No. Let's be honest. No, and that's happened like sporadically through mm. the season now, hasn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, I can remember, you know, you're obviously you'll bring the stats to, to tonight's yeah. pod at some point. That's me. Um, but throughout the season, like we've had the conversion rate being rock bottom. It's got yeah. to be pretty low in the whole whole of the division, I would have thought. Considering you've got the top, one of the second top goal scorer in the league in your team as well. Yeah. yeah. Who, whose conversion rate is quite high. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's, it's not great reading, is it? And that's, whether this season we, we get in the playoffs or not, that's something that needs to be improved next season, definitely. Right, before we uh, get into this week's action, as you may have heard this evening when you're pressing play on this on this episode, that 
We at the Skybiz Extra podcast are now part of the, the TalkSport fan network, which for us here is, is actually quite a big deal. Uh, we're all quite excited about what the future of the pod could be and the opportunities that, that this partnership might arise. Uh, but we just want to say like we, we'd be nothing without everyone listening to us. So thank you basically to everyone who, who has listened, who will continue to listen uh, for basically putting up with our shit chat for the past three years um, and engaging with us uh, as well. Andy, let's get your thoughts on it because obviously Skybreeze Extra is your baby. Um, what a journey for, mm. for both the pod and the, and the channels, the social channels as well. Yeah, huge. It's a huge partnership for us, obviously going on the back of uh, Dylan's Brewery as well. That was huge as well. Um, but yeah, the talk sports stuff is going to be huge for us going forward. You know, obviously from when I started the Twitter account and started Sky Blue Extra and and what it is now is chalk and cheese. It's it's just fabulous of how it's grown. And it's all hard work from a number of people, not just me. It's the, the whole team. It's a team effort. And uh, I'm really proud of what we've achieved. Really proud. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's come a long way, definitely. And definitely. I think the podcast goes from strength to strength as well. Uh, yeah. No thanks to to me hosting. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take all the credit. No, of course not. Um, let's let's move on to to Hull. Uh, obviously, yesterday's game. There's one change for the Sky Blues. Bidwell in for Wilson Esbrand. Matt was was this expected? I kind of thought like Tyler Walker would play. I don't know why, but I had that I had a vision of him playing. So I, it's weird you say that. I kind of had a thought myself. You, you think you have a bit of confidence, obviously coming into the game finally having got a goal but you know actually break it down it probably wasn't the most logical thought really but I don't know why I, I kind of thought the same I think outside of you know potentially thinking you're going to go into the game with an unchanged side having you know having won a away game 4-0 the one change we did make it does make sense when you think about it they've got you know they're not a team stacked full of stars or or big threats but they've got a couple of names in there you've got um Two families, obviously, uh, you know, an international player, and he can be a threat. So I think Bigwell being a little bit more assured at the back was probably the reason that we saw him come into the side because you know just kind of quash their threat a little bit early on. So other than that, you'd have expected to have seen a, an unchanged team coming into the game four 0 winners against Huddersfield a week before. Aside from obviously our expectation that Tyler Walker was going to start, of course. Andy, here we go. It's your time to shine, my friend. The stats. I promise next time when you're on the podcast for the stats, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to have a jingle in in you place. You did promise me when I was I on two weeks ago. So I know. Yeah, that's I've been, I've been I very you, busy. Yeah. I know you have. You're PGA still. Next next time, <laughs> next time, there yeah. will definitely be a jingle. But for now, here's with those stats. Okay, mate. Well, it's decent because we we dominated the ball. We had 55 percent possession this. Uh, game which is very different to what we normally have this season. I know last season we were a lot more dominant with possession, but this season we've been playing more on the counter. So this this game was a little bit of a throwback to last season that we had 55% of the ball. Um, well, amazing, tw- uh, 25 goal attempts, which is just huge. That's like amazing. Six on target. I'm going to say like there was a few scrambles, wasn't there? So they counted yeah. every single like attempt in that scramble as a, Whether as a chance. Whether that counts goal. onto the stats, I don't know. But yeah, I'll have to ask the stat provider on that. But they came up with 25. I'm happy to go with it. Uh, gives me a discussion point tonight, doesn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, six on target, six off target, but 13 block shots. And I was looking back at obviously the highlights today and, 
because obviously I look back at that as well and what I watched yesterday. They did defend well. I have to give Hull. I, I do. Well, uh, the Hull did defend well. I've got to give them credit. They did throw their bodies on the line really well, and they did block a lot of shots. I have to give them credit. I also thought Darlow in the in the goal for them is a decent keeper at this level for me. You know, um, so got to give them a little bit of credit. I thought they really did defend like dogs at war. If I'm being honest, we. we so no, give them credit on that. Um, we had ten corner kicks. And then regarding the ball retention, 489 passes attempted and we completed 487 passes. That's pretty decent. So, yeah, kept the ball well and generally did, did all right yesterday. We just were missing that killer touch. I think I think if we would have got a goal first off, I think we might have run away with it. Yeah, it felt like that type of game, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. And not taking those chances, I thought at halftime, I thought that's going to come back to bite us on the ass at some point. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know, it just showed it going one nil down. It did, yeah. Unfortunately, I think if we would have got a goal early doors, I think it could have ended up two, three nil to us. But it is what it is. You have to take it on the chin. And it's always very difficult, Matt, to play against the low press, isn't it? And Hall did that really, really well yesterday. And it was a tough game for Victor, no question about it. Um, it's always tough to break that down when you have you don't have a proper number ten because you you're relying on them to to create the space for other players when, when you play against that low block? Yeah, we've talked about it plenty of times over the last few months. Kyokres, you know, if you can drag their defence out a bit, get the ball into feet, you know, even 35 or 40 yards out, back to goal, he's the best in the league, uh, I think, by a country mile in it. If we can drag them out in that way, he's going to turn them out and get him behind. He was given that element of space. So, Huller is smart side. I think, you know, they came there with, a, with an idea of what they wanted to do. They came there with a clear understanding of where our threats came from or, or our biggest threats came from and, and they adapted to that so I know a lot of times teams will want to say or fans will want to look at their team and say we go there and play the way we want to play Hull aren't that team Hull are a team who are largely I think understanding and aware of the fact that they are first season in the championship wanting to keep their place at, at this level and they probably need to do what they need to do to to make sure they stay at championship level and they've done that well obviously the results are showing that so they you know reacted to our biggest threat made it difficult for us as as andy said they defended i thought really well clever performance wasn't it from them yeah just that th i think we say you know yeah I, I agree i think if we could have got a goal first half we would have probably gone on to win the game comfortably but there's a reason for an extent i think that we didn't get that goal obviously we had a couple of chances and maybe we're a little bit unfortunate but we talk about 25 you know shots or, or opportunities but a lot of them for me were from from range, a lot of them, they had the opportunity to block them. They had people in the right area. You know, you think the, the Dabo opportunity is probably where we've come closest in the first half, but still. Was that going in? Um, uh, close, isn't it? It was, it was either posting out or posting in for me, but it was, it, uh, you know, if you're a Hall fan, you want somebody on the line there to to make sure. But I think, it did, I think he did quite well, actually, with his technique. It wasn't the easiest for somebody who's not going to be renowned for scoring a lot of goals for us. He actually... I think did quite well to... Has he scored a goal for us? Put it, Yeah, exactly. So to put it on target in terms of a ball that, you know, the cross was deflected on by Gakarez, I think he actually did quite well. Um, but again, it was just solid defending from them. So they were well set up. And I don't think, whilst I agree, I think if we could have scored first half, we'd have gone on and probably won comfortably. There's good reason for, for their performance as to, to why we, we ultimately didn't. Now, we mentioned that the Dabo attempt there, Andy, we could have potentially had a penalty as well. Mm -hmm. Howley... Through on goal, nice, nice touch. Was it a penalty for you? 
Well, it was at the time, Stonewaller to me. But then I look back at it and it looks less and less every time I look at it. He just caught him, didn't he? It's a bit of a clash of let, uh, heels, wasn't it, more than anything? Um, I thought it was a clash and, and a pull <clears throat> of the shirt as well. Yeah, I've seen him given, Dean. I was a bit surprised it wasn't, if I'm being honest, um, at the time. Um, yeah, so... Uh, no, personally, Is it one of those you feel like if it was if it was against us, or, you know, yeah, probably by letter of law, if it was, if it was you know, shown on a video replay, it's probably going to be given. But it's yeah. the kind of decision that, Again, sitting here today, the day after, thinking, okay, if we'd have got that penalty, probably would have had a huge impact on the game. But I'm not stewing over it because I just think it was one of them. Mm-hmm. He, his arms out, it's a bit silly probably from the defender, but he goes down really easily. doesn't, yeah. you know, he, his reaction and how he goes over isn't caused by what happens. It's caused by obviously him trying to win the penalty. So it's one of those, I don't know, maybe it's me getting getting older in, in my years, but I just feel I probably would have, you can see how it could have been given as a penalty, but also mm. if that was against us, I feel we'd have been a bit a bit yeah. frustrated by it. Yeah, yeah, it was a clip of heels, wasn't it? More of a clash than anything else, I think. But that still that still deserves a penalty shout. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably does. Yeah, but you're not going to get them with these referees, are we? Letter of, letter of the law, it's probably a penalty, but I just think in terms of how we look back at it and say you have those decisions where you kind of think you've drawn a game one one and you've had a stone wall penalty where it's the referee's yeah. missed it and you're feeling absolutely fuming about it. I yeah. personally don't feel like that with this. I feel like, yeah, probably was a penalty. But, you know, if we're, if we're saying that's that's costers or it's an absolute travesty or anything, we're going too far, really. Yeah, you're not, you're right, though. You're not absolutely stewing over it, are you? Well, I'm not, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm absolutely fuming about it. If we, yeah. yeah, if we end the season two points outside the playoffs and we yeah. have, could have got two yeah, points from the extra then. penalty here, then yeah. yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back to this episode. Yeah, yeah, it just infuriates me. Like the referees, have, I know they've got a hard job. It's difficult, but some of the stuff yesterday was just like so simple. The decisions to make, and he's he's bottled it for most of the time. Um, it's just so frustrating. It's all season. Like when does it ever get better? I don't. I don't think it's since Godden got that book he ordered sent when he got, you know, when he got died. Oh, the retrospective the, the, action. Yeah, that one. But who else then? has been done for that since no then? No one. No one. It's ever since then. It's just, well, yeah, it's another one. It's a different topic in it. But yeah, it's, it's not great, is it, at this level? Wow, well, you heard Mark Clattenberg talking about decisions he might have made because he wanted other teams to win and stuff. Oh, well, we have, and he's so, the top of the house. So, yeah. Yeah, so no like, who knows? The conspiracy theorist, the tin hat amongst us will, <laughs> will be raring to go with the pitchforks, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I do want to talk about two players' performance yesterday. The first um, was Matty Godden. I thought it was a much better performance from him yesterday. I came into some criticism from my comments last week saying he's been a bit of a missing man. He hasn't really performed. I had a couple of text messages saying, what are you talking about? Um, but yesterday, I thought it was a much, much better performance. And that brilliant start from us, I thought, putting them on the back foot, making them make mistakes. I think that was down to, to Matty Godden's pressing. I thought he had a really good game. Was it Was it a text from Matty himself? That, uh... <laughs> no, no comment. No comment. No, I, didn't, I didn't know if that maybe had spurred him on. I don't know. It was a much better performance from him. Um I don't, he's somebody that you kind of you don't worry about the effort levels in general. You don't worry about him being a diva in any stretch of the imagination. You don't expect him to um, 
you know, react badly or go into his shell if he goes on a run without a goal. So I think even though he hasn't obviously been firing in the back of the net recently for us, he's not one of those players any Cov fan I personally believe would have a major issue when you see his name down on the on the team sheet because you know he is going to work hard, you know he is going to react in the right way and you know, give him enough chances, he is finally going to get a goal. But yeah, I, I think if you'd have said to me, you know, we're going to draw 1-1 against Hull, pick a player to score the goal, it would have been Godden because he's still got a massive part to play for us in the running, especially if we are going to have a shot, you know, sneaking into the playoffs. We're going to need Jokeres, but we're going to need him as well. Um, especially with, with no tens because... We're, yeah, now, exactly. we're now reliant on playing two up top. We don't have a choice. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how we have to play. Exactly. We said, I think we said this a, a month or so ago. We've kind of um, maybe taken an element of the reliance off him because of the fact of we probably couldn't rely on him with the injuries. So we'd developed and changed the style of play, even home and away, where we would have been two strikers the majority of the time. We'd, we'd changed that because we probably couldn't rely on when he was going to be fit. And now we need to rely on him because everybody else is injured. So... It's um, it's important. It's massive that he got a goal yesterday. Um, even though you know, again, given enough opportunities, I think he's the kind of player who, at some point, is going to get back on the score sheet. And we we say we don't think he's the kind of player who's going to go into a shell or react badly. But for his confidence in this run of, of the last ten games, mm. it's great to see him get that goal. And hopefully, he can you know kick on with a few more in, in between now and the end of the season. I think he was just about to be dragged off yesterday as well. Tyler Walker was like. Warming up really intensely. Well, he's a super sub now, isn't he? Obviously, he, he comes on and scores goals. So you, you got that pressure added to you if you're Matt Godden as well. So no, it's it's fantastic to see him get the goal. He obviously had an opportunity to get another afterwards. Difficult opportunity. But yeah, we, we know what we're going to get from Gokarez and Godden, unfortunately, this season. Has, it's been a bit more up and down, more injury-led than anything. But um, yeah, he can still pitch him with a few more goals for sure. That was a huge chance, Andy, wasn't it? The the Godden one where he blazed over the bar. Brilliant work yeah. down the right. So I think it was Nort- Norton Coffey who yeah. actually, for me, did something for mm. a change. Um, <laughs> maybe some more unfair criticism. I, I don't know. But I yeah, he the text now. <laughs> Probably off his mum and dad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he put a fantastic ball in. Uh, actually looked up, saw the saw the run from, from Godden, but he's got to do better, hasn't he? Yeah, no surprise he didn't hit the target uh, with that one. No, it was a... Bit of a rash finish, which you don't associate with Goddard, do you? He's normally quite calm under those kind of situations. He's probably the best finisher of the club. In those kind of situations, <clears throat> just going back to Matt's point, though, regarding Goddard is there. He does score in batches. So hopefully now he's got one under his belt now, he'll start going on a run. Because if we want to get into the playoffs, it, we need him and Gokris firing. Yeah, the goals are what's going to take us there. Hundred percent. So that's a good point by Matt there, and uh, fingers crossed he can keep he can, that goal will spare him on and get him firing. And the other player I wanted to talk about was our very own star boy Josh Eccles. I know you're a fan, Andy. Big fan. Big he's fan. um he's really made that position his own the last couple of weeks, and I thought his performance on Saturday was outstanding. You you, you only have to look at the results since Sheets been injured. I'm not saying Sheets. I like Sheets, good player, but. It's not like we've missed him, is it? Yeah, I was thinking that on the drive, drive back down today. I was thinking, yeah. like, we haven't really, like, there's certain players no. where you think oh. that if Vic was missing or Heyman was missing, O'Hare, obviously, yeah. then you'd feel like there's big holes. But Josh Eccles has, has seemingly just filled that gap yeah. very, very easily. He seems to be playing with more composure these days. Um, that's probably because he knows he's going to play in the team. He knows that he's going to get picked most weeks now because, obviously, the injury situation. 
I think that's helped him. Um, he's a lot more composed on the ball than he was. Um, and also, he seems to be getting forward a lot more these days. He seems to be a bit more of a goal threat as well. He had a couple of chances yesterday. He did, he? yeah. That one just passed the post. That was unlucky. Um, if he starts adding a few goals to his game, and that composure which he's, which he's got and he's getting, we've got one hell of a player on the hands, Dean. And the goal-saving challenge as well. The huge block. The yeah. block that was outstanding. There was like The people around me stood up to clap that. Love that. Love that side of a midfielder's game. You know, that's the first thing in the midfield's game you've got to look at, winning the ball, blocks. Then everything goes from there, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, he's got that. And uh, I can't speak highly of him. I think he's a baller. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more of him to the end of the season. I had question marks over the length of contract we gave him, the new contract. Because of the injuries. Because of the injuries. It wasn't on his performances or his ability. It was always on the... That's fair. Injury record. 100%, you know, like you say, I think everyone, you know, when he did start, I think I thought the same. I thought, yeah, no worries about his talent. It's just, I was like, mm, is that, yeah, it's quite a big contract for someone who gets injured a lot. But he seems to be, maybe it's because he, with the injuries, he, it's because he was in and out a lot. But now he's getting a run of games. Hopefully that improves, this, you know, the physicality on him. You know, he's getting used to the rigours of the championship now. That can only help with that situation as well. It seems like Matt is a bona fide replacement for, for Liam Kelly, who is, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, injured again, um, <laughs> and who's out going to be out the door in the summer, I suspect. Yeah, I, we said it last week, and the the point is it's massive for us as a club. And we've got, we, we know we've got new owners. We may be a little uncertain how much money we're going to have to spend in the summer, depending on if people come or go, and how much money we might have now as a as a football club in terms of investment, but it's in any regard, it's going to be massive for us to continue to bring young players through and have an impact on the first squad, first team squad. We obviously, we've seen it plenty of times over the last kind of decade or so, but this is actually probably one of the first times since we've gone back to the championship where you're actually starting to look at somebody come through the youth um, development of the club and saying, actually now this could be an established quality championship level player and it's it's massive for us because again you know assuming we don't sell all of our big name players in the summer we're not going to have masses to send, spend on um new transfers so where we can chip away at the squad and say we've got quality without having to spend money is is made majorly important for us because we're, we're then obviously going to have money to focus on other areas you start to look at central central midfield and you think okay we've got Hamer if he, if he obviously does stay Sheaf hopefully comes back in um recovers from his injury and then you start looking at Eccles and you think well that's three players you can actually rely on you're not going to be worried if one comes in I think the first couple of seasons in the championship again you'd start to see the young players come through and you're thinking we're probably a bit too high up the football league system here to be relying on on these people but now you're looking at some of these people these players and you're thinking actually no I'd be more than comfortable with them starting for his championship level. So that's... That's kind of happened the whole way through, wasn't it? Because if you think when we went to League yeah. Two, we had Shipley and Bayliss and there was given an opportunity yeah. and they moved with us. And it's all about getting the opportunity when it arises and it being the right opportunity as well. Like chucking them in the deep end in the first season of the championship wouldn't have been the, the ideal scenario yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, as we say, you know, League Two in particular, we did bring through a lot of young players, but you're thinking you've probably got more opportunity to do that. You know, we've always had a quality setup. So you are thinking, having a bit of confidence, the youth players that we have in our in our system coming through are probably going to be decent enough to play at League Two level. So you probably have got a bit more confidence to go into the start of the season with them 
knowing that you're going to have to rely on them. And it obviously, as you mentioned, it worked out for us. But then you start looking at these people who did well for us in League One and League Two, but they haven't obviously kicked on and developed to to become championship players, unfortunately. Maybe some of them will, but as it stands at the moment, they haven't done that. So at this level, it's obviously a lot more difficult. It's taken a bit more time. We've had players who flirted, but they've played for us where we've been in a real bind because we haven't been able to go out and spend a lot of money and bring in a lot of play, uh, new faces through the door. And now actually you're looking at Eccles and you're saying, um, yeah, there might be a, an opportunity there for him because of an injury, but you actually look at him and saying, well, you've taken the opportunity. And now I, I think that's an area of the pitch where you can say, we are probably going to need to do a bit of work because of certain people who, have, as we mentioned, Liam Kelly, who are going to be leaving and there's, there's going to need to be cover there. But actually you're probably not thinking we need to, to do a lot in that area of the pitch now, which is a fantastic benefit to us. Quickly look at the goals then from from yesterday. Obviously, we went 1-0 down early in that second half. And I think if you look up the term against the runner play in the book of football cliches, you'll just see a picture of Estepinian celebrating. Where do you think the, the error from the goal came from? I'm, I'm, I was under the impression, like, how will he first let his man get away from him and then it all sort of, you know, steamrolled from there, really? Well, you can look at that. <clears throat> you can look at McFadden being pulled out. Of the defence. Um, has he got to go and make that run though? Probably, you know, but he could have stayed in his position maybe. Um, He's probably not expecting Howley to to redirect the ball into no. Mr Pinhead's path though. No, he's not. You know, it's all lips and buts and it did. At the end of the day with that kind of strike, you've got to, you've got to give credit to that for starters. Yeah, it's a brilliant that finish. That's sub-strike, yeah. you know. Doyle did, a, you know, did his best to close him down, but that's, you know, unsavable. So you have to give credit where credit's due. Um, it was a bit unlucky from Howell. He didn't mean to do that, did he? It was a bit, you know, one of those things. You know, McFadzie and Kate Mal, probably Howley wouldn't have done that. He would have easily cut it out. So, a bit of ifs and buts. You can look at our faults at both and then areas, but sometimes you just got to say, what a strike, son. We equalised soon after. We felt a bit of pressure building from the Sky Blues. A bit of pinball in the box, as we suggested earlier on, but the ball was kept alive by Vic. Matt, and a really cute finish by, by Godden. Yeah, it was. It's probably the only area of the goal where he actually can score from that angle. You know, if he tries to, to blaze it high, it's probably going to get saved by the keeper. He tries to put it wide and there's a couple of defenders back again. So, you know, they would do their usual thing and get him back in, and covering the goal and making it really difficult. So, he's. I think he's probably found the only area of the goal where he can actually can actually score and it's... Um, it, it is a better finish than it probably looks to be honest with you it's obviously begins with all the hard work from Yukokres on two occasions um, to keep to keep it alive again it's those kind of moments where you just you continue to fall in love with a guy you just think you, this is a Swedish international now everybody's talking about him he's got the goals he's got the assists he's he's got the attention Premier League teams are interested but he's still on a Saturday or a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, when he plays for Coventry City, he's given his all. Um, he's fighting to the end. His reaction to the goal as well, even though he's not the one who scored it, it doesn't matter. We've got the goal. We're back in the game. So I just love seeing that side of him and just working hard there. He, he obviously probably was never in a position to take the shot on himself, but he was always looking to create and find an opportunity for um, for his teammates. And, and obviously it fell to Godden and, um, he did what we know he can do. He, he, he finished, which he's always he's always done well for us. It's good that you mentioned Vic there because that shows a really good mindset, doesn't it? Because he's not yeah. been in the game at all, mm. and then he gets an opportunity and he creates something out of it, and that's that's a great sort of attitude to have. Yeah, especially as I say, he's he's quite a high profile player now. He's probably the most high profile player we've had for 
you know, a good six, seven years at, at the very least. So um, he could be coasting his way towards the end of the season and a, a likely move to the Premier League. But that's not the case, especially on a Saturday afternoon against Hull, where it doesn't seem to be going your way 70 minutes into the game. You think people can lose their head in that situation, but he's just another example of it kind of character, the kind of player he is, the kind of asset that he's going to be for, for any club. And, um, you know, he was he just was not going to let that opportunity go. He made it, he created the first one, he got the ball back, created another opportunity. And obviously, even though it's not his goal, he's, he's celebrating and um, delighted to get his, or have a, obviously a hand in getting his back into the game. So, but obviously I don't want to, again, take Godden's moment away from from him by talking about Gapriz too much. It's fantastic. If I could have picked anybody to score that goal, it would have been him because as much as I know his attitude is going to be right anytime he pulls on the shirt, it's it's still for his confidence. Fantastic to get the goals. The Matty Godden fans will be in your DMs now saying that you've made it all about Vic rather than, than Godden's finish. <laughs> yeah, can you send me the numbers that you get to? So I'll be, uh, Blocking we'll them immediately. <laughs> now, Andy, when we last spoke, I think it was post the, the Sunderland game, mm. we spoke about the spirit in the camp and how they were showing more tenacity and I think we showed that in bucket loads yesterday. We we kept going, kept getting into the challenges. Mm. You know, it was a good performance in, in that regard. Yeah, 100%. Good character because you could easily... Because <clears throat> when he scored after 54 minutes, you think, oh, this is one nil hole all over it. So to come back and show that resolve and get something from the game, when it was difficult, they were defended well, um, is, uh, is good and it's good signs ahead for the future. Um I mean, it comes from having certain people back in the team, like McFadden and people like that, real leaders who who didn't they, they demand not to lose. And that helps the dressing room, doesn't it, when you've got people like that in your team. So, no, uh, we showed that again also in the Sunderland game like you referred to. So, no, we're going to need that this season going forward and obviously next season as well. So, no, that's really a positive, like you say. Let's get some out of the matches then from, from this game. Let's start with you, Andy, on this one. Yeah, I, I was going to go... I'm going to go for Hamer. I thought he was... I know we've not mentioned him yet tonight, but again, I thought... He's been he getting too many mentions recently. Let's not big, big him up too much. He has, but he, I thought that was another stellar performance by him. The way he drives forward these days is renewed confidence. Dictates, doesn't he? He does. And it must be a dream for Eccles to play with someone like that next to him. Because he's got to rub off of him, hasn't he? You've got to be looking at Hamer saying, I want to be doing what he wants, he's doing. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I think... Hamer, for me, for my MOM, I thought he was just outstanding again. I thought it was another stellar performance. But, you know, I'll have a special mention to Josh Eccles as well. I thought he was immense as well. Midfield partners for, for yeah. you. Uh, Matt, who who are you going for? Uh, yeah, well, I would lean it to Eccles. Um, I thought he was fantastic. It obviously, as you mentioned, we probably have talked a lot about Hamer in recent weeks and months. And he's obviously earned that through his performances. Um, but Echoes really did stand out for me yesterday. He just looked, as Andy was saying earlier on, he just looked assured is, is probably the best word to describe it. That um, that knowledge of obviously, you know, knowing he's going to be in the team and it's his opportunity. I think it's good to see that he's reacted to that in the right way and he's taking his opportunity. And um, yeah, I think this is his best performance for us. And uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd just lean it to him for, for Man of the Man. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Okay, looking ahead to, to this week, it feels like a, a bit of a pivotal week in the season for the Sky Blues. Two away games and lads, I'm not sure if you're on the same boat as me, but I feel like with what happened yesterday, I feel like four points are, is, is much needed this week. Six. Six. Yeah. I, I suppose like going against both Wigan and Blackpool, we have the opportunity to get six, but Yeah, definitely. It's I'm quite be confident, to be honest. Um they're both in the bottom three for a reason. You know, you look at Wigan won one in eight, the worst home record in the league. One win since November. So yeah, one near Wigan. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it screams it, doesn't it? Yeah, it screams it, yeah. Uh but no Joking aside, we've got to go there and, and be looking to three points. And then let's dig something out of Blackpool, get four or six. And then, like I said in, like, earlier, but if we do that, then we are right in the, in the mix. If we get six points, which is feasible, very feasible. That'd be 11 I, I points think, from that five we talked yeah. about, the block of five. And then you'll be right in there. Right in there, no question. And we're going to, like, they're in turmoil, aren't they? Player wage is not paid. Yeah, Again, which exactly. like that seems to be a continuous thing each each month. Matt, we have to take advantage of that, don't we? The situation of the negativity around their club. Do you think we do that enough as a team? Like, do we really put teams to saw when things are going wrong for them? No, I, I, you, you were talking about it earlier, and it does feel like you never really get a comfortable afternoon as a Cobb fan. But then we say that, actually, we probably have had a few more than we would... Um, maybe remember this season, obviously not going too far back to, to the Huddersfield game. That was a pretty comfortable afternoon in the end. So um, maybe we're showing signs of becoming that team a bit more as we as we're getting more established as a championship team. You know, we are building for sure from that um, that side that came into the vision what three three seasons ago. So maybe that's something that comes with time. We become the established championship team that puts these struggling sides to the sword, but. Um, <laughs> obviously talked about it earlier on I always feel confident that we can get something when we go to the Burnleys and the Sheffield Uniteds and then I kind of go the other way a little bit when it comes to those sides towards the end and then you put two in the space of a week it's a fantastic opportunity there's just that part of my brain which which kind of I don't know concerns me but yeah but by all rights and on paper and you look at everything you look at the form of both sides it's horrendous for both of them um you know that I think they're both won one game in the last 13, 14 games, 19 points in their first 13 games for Wigan, but 13 in the last 23. You know, they conceded the most goals in the division at 57. They don't seem to have any kind of settled approach to what they're going to do, certainly up front as well. You've got Will Keane, who's their top scorer, but he came off the bench last game. They had Broadhead, who was probably their, 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 their well, he was their second top scorer before January, and then they end up losing him to a, a team from the division below so it's not just off the field it's actually on the field and things that you think they'd have a bit more control of and even you look at that Burnley game just two shots and 
21% possession. It's a long time where I saw a game where a team had 21% possession. I know we've talked in the past about... Andy you know, pulling his hair out with those stats. <laughs> you think a lot of times you see it now where the team with lesser possession actually comes away with the win, but not 21%. That, that's just ridiculous. You're not you're not going to do anything with 21% possession. So I, by all rights, we should, we should be beating Wigan. Um, and we said it earlier on, let's take it game at a time. You know, we, we got, it's so easy because there's two games in a week and they are two teams in the, in the bottom three and you start clumping it together and say, you need four, you need six points. Well, let's get through Wigan, get the three points there. And then it may be with that cough hat on where you're worrying when you say, or oh, two teams that we should be, are we going to get six points? Well, let's take it game by game. And then maybe it makes it a little less, little less worrying and, and two games. I think, yeah, we, we ultimately should win and probably do need to, if we're talking about the playoffs, because I think actually it's going gonna, it's gonna to need to be the case of, of winning games rather than, you know, winning home games and drawing away games, which generally seems good. That's not it now. We, we need we need to actually win games. We can lose a couple, but we need to, games that are probably heading towards a draw, we need to turn into winning. Yeah, draws don't get you anywhere, does it, at this stage? Not at not this stage now. We're not, what, not with what we'd need to get in the playoffs. So it's going to be a big, big indication of how we view our opportunity to get in the playoffs for me in these two games. Two struggling sides, two teams we on paper should be beating, two sides we're better than who are in turmoil. Um who we probably know we need to beat to to make it or give us a shot of making the playoffs. Um so let's see what they go out and do and, and the attitude they have. Two long trips as well, aren't they, up north? Plenty of miles on the old Harry Shaw coach. <laughs> Is that still fit is Harry Shaw still a thing? I'm not sure. I think I don't know. It used to be, didn't it? Sure. Yeah. Got to be upgraded since since Doug came in. Yeah, probably probably fly up now. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Cov fans going up to, to Blackpool on mm. Saturday as well. I think it's, I know we sold like three thousand five hundred tickets, but you can imagine there'll be plenty more fans without tickets heading there. That should spur the guys on, shouldn't it? Like it was the birth of the Hamer song last year, got us into a victory. Brilliant performance on the night. We need to go and do it again. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, and. Yeah, and then they can go out on the piss on, on the Sunday night, can't they? Enjoy themselves and go on the roller coaster. What a place! What a place to do! What I know, place, I know. Yeah. Wardy will be there. He'll be in. A, oh, oh, obviously. Yeah. I, I think he's already got a private booth booked in one of the old eighties <laughs> nightclubs. Champagne uh, on ice. It won't be champagne. It'll be warm M&S Prosecco or something like that. It absolutely, it will be. Um, no, absolutely. We need to get up there and and like you say and. Uh, get a positive result and, you know, the Sky Blue Army will be out in force and, and there's nothing better than playing in front of them, is it? So, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get a result with them. I'm really them. surprised with, with Blackpool since since January. I thought they made a really astute couple of signings in, in Bowler mm. and Rogers, um, and obviously Mick McCarthy coming in and they just really haven't done anything since then. Really disappointing for them, but... Again, one, one win in eight again. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, and that was... a. 1-0 versus Stoke. So, yeah, again, they're in poor form. Um, they're adrift from Cardiff. You know, they're not looking, they're looking like they are going to go down this season. So, they've got to turn the results quickly. And again, you know, there's nothing to fear here and where we get, you know, they, they lost at the weekend to Bristol City, didn't they? Um, yeah, they got QPR so, on Tuesday night. Yeah, I didn't know that, but are they? Yeah, okay. That'll be interesting. Well, QPR are struggling as well, aren't they? So, yeah. That'll be an interesting. At least they are playing Tuesday as well, so they'll be tired as well. That's good. They're not playing Saturday to Saturday, so that helps as well with us playing Tuesday. So, yeah, that's a positive. So, no, 
definitely go there and, and get the results and hopefully get six points out of six. And yeah, the should pro, promotion trains on. And obviously the international break comes soon after. I know last time with the international break, obviously it was the World Cup, but we didn't really come back with any vengeance. We don't want to be going into that international break on a downer. You probably feel as though hopefully it, we can turn it into a positive. Obviously, we're struggling with a lot of injuries. I know there's going to be players we're not going to get back, but there's a couple of names that we might be able to get back into the into the squad over that period of time. Obviously, we'll be talking two, three weeks more uh, rehabilitation. So hopefully, if we can go into that break having got the at least four, but ideally six, and still take that momentum going forward. And then you think, right, we've come out the other side and you think we've got the six points. We get maybe a couple of couple of players back to to boost the numbers. It's going to be massive for us. Um, we can we can turn that into a into a massive positive for us. You'd like to think Jamie Allen will be back or close to return. Yeah. Ben Sheaf as well. Numbers for yeah. midfield. That's two you know two extra players for for the midfield. Have we heard anything on Palmer? Nothing. It's, it seems to have gone a little bit quiet on that front. Because he didn't turn up for the player Q and A. He was supposed to be there on, on Tuesday night. I think he heard Wardy was was in attendance, so he didn't pop up, but uh, made an excuse. Yeah, it was a last-minute pull-out, wasn't it? So. <laughs> it was a last-minute, yeah. So, yeah, but I haven't heard anything. It's probably, it is probably concerning on that front, to be honest with you. But we have shown, obviously, in recent weeks that we can um, more than hold our own without people, obviously, uh, in the side. And I think even if we are able to, to get, like we say, Alan in particular and Chief back into that midfield area, it's going to be a massive boost for us because as much as we're saying these players are coming through and doing really well, we're going to need the numbers in that we're in a 10 games. You know, there's going to be little dips on form individually and there's going to be little niggles and, and people needing a break and, and obviously need to mix things up. So just getting those bodies and, and numbers back through the door. And obviously Alan in particular is obviously chipped in with a good number of goals for us. So that, that goal threat for us is going to be important that he actually now does bring. Um, so yeah, if we can at least get four, ideally get six, turn the international into a positive, keep that momentum going, obviously another couple of games without defeat and then bring a couple of more more players back and you can start getting excited, can't you? Absolutely, that's an unbeaten week then, you're both predicting for the Sky Blues. I don't know if I predicked it. My dream idea of what I, I'd hope would happen, but I, I, mean, I, I am predicting that we'll, we'll, we'll go and beat in these two games, to be fair. I'm going to go into my natural inclination to be nervous of the, the lesser teams and say, you know, we are significantly better than them both and we're not going to certainly lose them both. Andy's already got us on 59 points, by the way. He's already got us there. Yeah, I have, but we'll... Like I say, one game at a time, but no, let's get it six points this week because uh, that can get us excited again until the end of the season. Fingers crossed. Well, that's it then for this week's Sky Boost Extra podcast, chaps. Thank you for, for joining in. Big thank you to our listeners and a big thank you, of course, to our sponsors at the Sky Boost Tavern. And don't forget, for all the best pre- and post-match content, keep across all our socials. Just search at Sky Blues Extra. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.